Today's episode is also brought to you by StockForge. Have you wanted to learn more about stocks in a friendly community? StockForge is your answer. In the StockForge platform, you can also find my channel where I have the hottest airdrops from across the internet. In order to profit from crypto, timing is crucial. And what better timing is there than at the very beginning of a project? Receive tons of free crypto and NFTs on the Cryptony Airdrops channel only on StockForge. Use promo code Cryptony to try it for free. Also, make sure that you sign up for the Tales from the Cryptocurrency Facebook group, where I post the podcast first and also answer questions and post important information on the latest crypto or NFT craze. We are also brought to you by MetaHedge, one coin for every metaverse. MetaHedge holders are profiting from the moves of an expert board in the metaverse space. They invest the company's holdings in metaverse opportunities such as real estate, 3D construction, NFT art management and sports memorabilia cataloging and digital verification. MetaHedge is the most unique coin in the meta space and certain to be a future big time player as the space develops. You can find MetaHedge opportunities at www.mymetahedge.com. That's www.mymetahedge.com. Uh, for information on MetaHedge. If you have any questions about today's podcast or you want to send me a note, you want to be a guest or you want to talk or you just have uh, uh, you want to send me some crap, like some some threats or whatever. uh, The place to do that is uh, send them to CryptoKeeper to you at gmail.com. That's CryptoKeeper, the number two, the letter U at gmail.com. That's a, a great place. I check that frequently and I do try to get back to everybody as quick as I can. Now, you guys know that I always introduce the show by saying that, hey, uh, this is Tales from the Cryptocurrency, where I attempt to demystify cryptocurrencies and take the horror out of Bitcoin and other altcoins. And we're going to continue that in true fashion uh, today, but we are also going to talk about demystifying the metaverse, uh, what business and church leaders need to know and do uh, right now. So I guess in summary, uh, I'm going to talk about today in uh, this pretty long podcast, but I do get pretty deep uh, into into the metaverse uh, and uh, how you can prep yourself for what's coming uh, for commerce uh, and to, for interacting with customers uh, and perhaps parishioners, if uh, you're one of the pastors that are listening, uh, uh, how we can actually get into the metaverse uh, seamlessly and how we can uh, use the tools that are available uh, to attract uh, and not only that, but also um, keep uh, our, our metaverse holdings uh, and uh, I guess seamlessly interact with what we're doing in, in real world scenarios. So I guess in summary, I'm going to talk about uh, not believing the hype. Uh, the metaverse is an evolution, uh, not a revolution. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's one that business leaders uh, and church leaders uh, should definitely not ignore. Uh, so that's one of the key concepts I'm going to cover today. I'm also going to cover that the, the metaverse may profoundly change uh, how businesses and 
and consumers interact with products, services, and each other. This is going to include churches. Uh, key metaverse concepts, including digital economy innovations such as cryptocurrencies, are uh, are business relevant today. Uh, and what uh, churches and businesses need to know about accepting, holding cryptocurrencies, etc. Uh, we're also going to talk about some of the risks. The risks are real too. New technologies require new strategies uh, and new methods to, to build trust. So uh, I guess uh, in in summary and injunction, uh, I guess uh, uh, the last thing that I'll cover here will be uh, measured actions uh, that that can allow business leaders to familiarize themselves with with what I would call the six most important metaverse concepts uh, and also uh, explore some lower risk use uh, case scenarios uh, for both businesses and churches. So uh, when it comes to the metaverse, uh, few business leaders would consider themselves experts. Uh, Some may wonder if it even matters to their companies. The short answer is yes, it does. In fact, uh, several metaverse concepts are already becoming concrete. Others will be soon. Uh, Many companies are investing, aiming to deepen customer loyalty, engage in new ways with their communities, uh, and of course, grow revenue. Uh, Yet, there's reason for for wariness, uh, and there's reason to be leery too. Uh, The metaverse is suddenly hot, which means that it attracts a lot of of, uh, interest all at one shot. And even though the underlying technology trends uh, have been underway for years, uh, as in the internet's early days, this innovation likely contains pockets of speculation, overvaluation, uh, unwise investments galore, uh, especially since since true metaverse uh, and tech visionaries, uh, as, as, as tech visionaries imagine it, um, is still years away. You know, it's, it's not here yet. Uh, the, what everybody keeps talking about, what Zuck is talking about uh, in the metaverse, uh, you know, we're, we're years away from that. Uh, we're probably closer to a little bit of like some Web3 stuff. But not every company or church needs to become an immediate metaverse leader today. Uh, The good news is it's possible to separate the reality uh, from the hype. Uh, So I guess to understand what the metaverse is really about uh, and take practical, uh, practical, affordable steps to meet your company or church's needs uh, is 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 one of the the good things that we'll cover in this podcast and uh, and that you'll hopefully walk away with with learning. So uh, to get started, uh, I guess I should cover what the metaverse is. Uh, and and what it means for for businesses and churches. So uh, the metaverse promises a, a stunningly realistic three D three D digital world uh, where you can, uh, for example, purchase uh, or or sell uh, goods and services. So uh, you can uh, also use the metaverse or metaverse spaces to, uh, for example, meet with people and sign and enforce contracts. Uh, you can uh, recruit and train talent. Uh, 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 you can interact with customers and communities uh, as some technology visionaries imagine the metaverse. Uh, this world won't primarily run on platforms whose, whose owners control data, governance, and transactions. Uh, instead, customers and businesses will be able to take their identities, currencies, experiences, uh, and assets uh, anywhere they wish. So also, unlike today's web experiences, uh, much of this digital world will 
persist uh, even when 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 no one is in it. So so what's interesting uh, about uh, what's happening in the metaverse is is that it's here. It's here to stay, just like the internet uh, was. So in the beginning, there wasn't a lot of people on the internet, and today it's blown up. Uh, right now, there's not a lot of people like in the metaverse, but uh, every day there's more and there's more interest, uh, and it's currently blowing up. Uh, one of the most practical applications that you can find for for the metaverse uh, immediately is is uh, if you think of like uh, situations such as traffic court right uh this is this is uh one of those things so uh you could basically go uh in the metaverse without leaving your house uh you could just go stand before a judge get your ticket taken care of uh and without ever having to go to an actual courthouse uh this uh of course for churches uh virtual worship is is a scenario that that becomes obvious uh for that um in in addition to that uh you know you, you can think of once you get into like anywhere where there's going to be meetings or anywhere where you view items, uh, the metaverse is far superior to the internet in every single way. So if the internet took off, uh, you can imagine what the possibilities of the metaverse are. So with the metaverse, uh, you could uh, also, for example, put on virtual reality, like a virtual reality headset. Uh, and you can, uh, if you're working, you can visit a factory on, on the other side of the world. Uh, you'll be able to see and touch its machines. You'll shake hands with the local supervisors uh you can uh, inspect its operations without leaving your desk so you could be in your office in new york and uh you want to go check out a a, a a factory in china boom you put on these these glasses you're there your host meets you they walk you around they show you how they make those tennis shoes or whatever product it is that they're making uh and when you leave you, you it's it's just like uh, you were there you you have all the the inner knowledge of of uh, having visited the prop the the property, uh, you could even you could even uh, send a digital version of yourself to that factory, uh, while another version of yourself meets with the board of directors of your of your company. Uh, consumers could hop from like one competing virtual car dealership to another, feeling the wind in your hair as you take test drives. Uh, after that, you can leave that digital recreation of of the factory, uh, where it'll keep producing and parallel to the to the real physical factory on on in, in on earth so you know or in the real world so uh the virtual car uh will sit there and wait for its next virtual driver uh today uh you know like as you look at like a lot of like the younger consumers today uh they already try on virtual clothes uh at, at virtual retail stores or or they buy virtual merchandise for for their virtual gaming environments in minecraft this is like one of the most common one of the most common uh, forms of of raising revenue is is uh selling skins what they call skins for your avatars and stuff like that uh also uh the battle royale game fortnite uh uses this uh where you can buy uh different weapons you can make your your avatars look different and uh it's it, it doesn't affect you in the real world at all everything that you're spending money on is for your your metaverse avatar uh so already companies are looking to to the metaverse to to enrich consumer experiences introduce virtual products um 
that are only available in the metaverse, uh, just as we were talking about. Uh, they'll be looking to collect new data on customers, uh, market physical and digital products and services. They'll be looking to uh, support metaverse payments and finance, offer hardware and applications that support metaverse activities. All of these opportunities exist, even though a true metaverse doesn't yet. And to tell you the truth, it may it may never. So uh, there's a lot of this stuff that's going on right now. And you got to remember that right now, all of this metaverse stuff is in beta testing and none of it is actually really, you know, out there being utilized. A lot of it is, is theory uh, that's going around. So, so with that being said, uh, the metaverse is an evolution, uh, as I said, uh, not a revolution uh, with opportunities today. So anyway, so to speak, is what I'm referring to. Uh, the metaverse uh, uh, as a whole was first described and named almost like 30 years ago. Uh, but we're still in the early days right now. Uh, and that's true, even though some digital platforms are calling themselves uh, metaverses these days. So computing power headsets, software protocols and network ca networking ca capacity uh, as a whole uh, just aren't ready uh, yet to support and truly uh create that immersive and shared metaverse that we're all talking about. So uh, technology has to come a little bit uh, full circle for us uh, before we can expand and reach the full capabilities of everything that we're talking about in the metaverse. But, uh, but uh, I will tell you that this future is coming, though. Um, and as the culmination of long running uh, of a long running trend here uh, for innovating new technologies uh, to blend, you know, into the greater whole. Uh, you know, one of the things that like Meta, Meta Hedge has been doing over, over its inception is, is identifying the most important, uh, and new technologies for businesses, uh, and, uh, how to converge it in ways that are starting to make sense, uh, you know, for possibilities in the metaverse. So this is one of the things that at Meta Hedge, we, we actually work on every single day. So, uh, luckily, uh, today cloud technology is addressing the processing power and storage to support extended reality and immersive interfaces. So hyper-connected networks that leverage like 5G are, are nearing maturity. That's almost here. Uh, a lot of you know that I work on artificial intelligence. So I got to tell you that like AI is helping to create digital reflections that combine uh, computer vision, speech, and deep learning uh, to offer users experiences that, that feel real. Uh, so the decentralization of, of finance and economy as supported by blockchain chain uh, is also making partially uh, automated financial systems possible. Um, and finally, like uh, digital native uh consumers um, and the pandemic's impact on consumption habits uh, are really igniting demand for virtual products and experiences that uh, that the metaverse offers a lot of people are getting used to to being behind their desk now that they've been uh, locked you know uh, in their houses uh, over the pandemic uh, working virtually uh, people that have never been exposed to zoom or anything like that before are now using it on the daily this was an enormous jump 
jump uh, in the 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 consciousness of human beings and their their use of technology. So uh, still, uh, we're largely missing is is the metaverse's promised interoperability, right? So a digital world where you and your customers uh, or parishioners can transition seamlessly among multiple experiences offered by various providers. So this connectivity will require a new architecture for the internet, uh, and we often refer to this and, and we call it Web 3.0. So the idea is that the the first uh, static web pages, Web Page 1.0, uh, then came our 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 current uh, internet, which is what we have, which has dynamic content, video, and etc. A long time ago, when when Web Point was 1.0, we used to have back into the day uh, there were bulletin board systems. So basically, um, if you were interested in computer hacking, for example, you would go to your search bar uh, back then, uh, whatever you were using, uh, AOL or whatever browser uh, you were you were using back in the day, even before uh, AOL, uh, there were some, uh, some they're escaping my head because I used to use uh, dial-up back in the day, but you could, you could basically go on to a board and what would be on the board, it was like a sheet of paper and somebody would write something. Hey, anybody know how to, you know, uh, break into an IBM computer uh, back then. Uh, and then you would have uh, somebody else offer, like, you know, some information. And they would just post it uh, much like a text message. So there would be a text message. And then underneath that, there would be a text message. There was really no capability for photos or anything. It was all text. Um, and you had your screen name. And these things were called BBSs, bulletin board systems. Then soon those things started to accept uh, photos. And that was the end of Web.1 and the beginning of Web.2, which then started dynamic content, which was photos and video and YouTube. And the kind of stuff that we have now uh, is all Web 2.0 stuff, um, but, uh, but only uh, within platforms that companies own uh, and govern uh, can Web 2.0 stuff be done uh web point 3.0 which is coming uh and which innovate internet uh innovators and investors are currently working on is supposed to be a decentralized structure uh with countless interoperable platforms so whether or not this vision ever arrives enough components of the metaverse already exist to offer opportunities uh along with risks today so uh, what makes a metaverse uh, uh, and what are the key concepts that we have to master uh, in the metaverse? So, so one way to think of the metaverse is as a set of opportunities uh, from which your company or church uh, can select a few to focus on, like a menu of things that you can do. And, and based on, uh, on the work and technology trends that are now converging to form the metaverse, uh, uh, I've identified uh, six concepts that I believe will be its foundation. So uh, most are not yet fully mature. 
uh, and the full value of the true convergence is still unrealized by most uh, churches and business organizations. So, uh, Yet, some of the concepts uh, are already concrete enough that they can grow existing lines of, of business or church membership and create new ones. Uh, companies in retail, uh, real estate, and entertainment are already investing and earning profits, uh, obviously, in the metaverse. Uh, for other less mature metaverse components such as churches uh, getting in at the start will help your organization be ready for however the metaverse may evolve so uh, either way these components require an attention to trust and values uh, without care uh, and this new digital world could exacerbate socioeconomic uh, disparities as well so when assets, transactions, identities, uh, simu- and, uh, and identities, I mean, uh, simultaneously exist in physical and digital worlds that billions of people and organizations share, uh, the old ways of building and sustaining trust uh, may no longer apply. So uh, there's going to be six concepts uh, that make the metaverse framework, uh, in my opinion, and the first of these is the economy. So uh, cryptocurrencies, non-fungible tokens, which are NFTs uh, and other blockchain based digital currencies, uh, assets and exchanges will likely underpin value uh, exchange across the metaverse. So so further innovation uh, will be needed as governments and companies and and new digital only organizations work to build trusted digital monetary systems uh, and offer new data monetization uh, propositions and conduct lending, uh, payments, real estate investment, and more in the metaverse. So decentralized autonomous organizations, DAOs, uh, with voluntarily agreed upon rules enforced by a computer program that runs on a blockchain, uh, will likely play important roles uh, in the economy of uh, the metaverse. So in the metaverse, uh, because of its vast use across, uh, you know, many platforms and etc. Uh, you could pretty much uh, uh, kiss the the di- regular fiat currencies of the real world goodbye, um, and people will opt for digital currencies uh, that can be transferred or that hold their value uh, from platform to platform. This, of course, is the meta the meta hedge idea of one coin for every metaverse. So uh, you hear us say that often at Meta Hedge. Anyways, this isn't a Meta Hedge podcast, but I just thought I'd throw that in there because when something is good something is good so the second uh part of 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 the metaverse uh i guess is going to be uh interoperability this is an important thing here uh and one that people gloss over as they talk about metaverses so they say oh you'll be able to go to walmart but are you really only going to go to walmart you know, uh, is that the thing or, or are you going to be able to walk outside after you leave Walmart and go, uh, you know, up Haggerty as you walk up Haggerty in the metaverse and then go to Target and compare prices and stuff like that? That's like where interoperability actually comes uh, comes to the same avatar that leaves Walmart needs to be able to enter Target, needs to be able to enter Myers. Uh, it needs to be able to go when you go and you pick up something and it's, uh, you know, a bottle of liquor that you 
you're going to purchase, uh, you know, that avatar needs to be deemed as over 21. So that information needs to be carried uh, from location to location with the avatar. And, and this, my friends, is the big play in the metaverse, which is interoperability. So a true metaverse requires seamless interoperability amongst users and platforms and based on 3.0 uh, and still to be determined standards. So while this interoperability will offer new possibilities to reach and understand customers, it will also raise new challenges uh, for gathering and protecting data. And for cybersecurity and privacy, to be honest, as well. So it may uh, also undermine business strategies built around keeping users and their data in a given platform, uh, such as Google and that kind of thing. Uh, competitive advantages uh, may shift to those companies that offer, through hardware or software, trusted ways for users to enter the metaverse. You see a lot of this going on right now. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, actually my sister-in-law, just sent me... Uh, uh, some information on a on a company uh, that is currently out there right now, and what they're doing is that they're providing first layer interoperability, right? So uh, it's a trusted way for users to enter the metaverse. Uh, so, uh, but what they're really offering is is nothing more than like a, a little platform, right? So it's like you get in there, uh, and then they promise that they're going to teach you a lot about you know selling their own NFTs uh, to the people inside of their organization. This is one of those situations where you have a company that's actually trying to keep everybody contained into one metaverse, which is the opposite of how the metaverse works. Uh, in the metaverse, you should have a portal, uh, maybe uh, something nice that you jump into. Uh, you could check your email there. You could say hi to your friends. You could see where they're at and that kind of stuff. But then from there, you should be able to seamlessly jump into wherever else you want to go, whether it be Decentraland, Sandbox, Upland, wherever, uh, you can jump into these things seamlessly. You can go pay your traffic ticket, go buy a, a gallon of milk, and then uh, take your virtual glasses off and uh, and go back about your regular day. So a lot of that has to do with interoperability issues, uh, and achieving that is uh, is where the technology is 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 lacking currently, but it is being developed. So the third uh, most important part of the of the metaverse, I guess, that we'll have to come across is, is uh, governance. So uh, the metaverse will need rules of engagement for users. These have not yet been established. Rules for how the metaverse itself can change over time and enforcement mechanisms for these rules, including... Uh, if the government's going to get involved, uh, they'll need mechanisms for tax collection, uh, for data governance, and for regulatory compliance. Uh, early movers may be able to help and set these rules. Security may be and will be paramount as new decentralized digital worlds may offer malicious actors uh, a new world of entry points for attack. Authenticity, uh, of course, is, is a big factor, and trust, uh, even more broadly, uh, should also be front and center. So uh, to reduce the disinformation uh, that has often plagued our internet, uh, hopefully some good governance, uh, governance protocols will come into place in the metaverse um, as technology and AI also develops. Uh, the fourth uh, uh, very 
important uh, aspect to uh, the future of the metaverse uh, and its 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 uh, ad- wide scale adaptability is going to be identity. So uh, in the Internet today, identity is often linked to platforms. Uh, it may be true pseudonymous or anonymous or anonymous. Uh, the uh, metaverse, uh, which is uh, decentralized uh, and also interconnected at the same time, will need trusted digital identities uh, for people, assets, organizations. Um, as you're porting across different platforms, you leave Facebook, you go to Instagram, same person, same avatar, same information, uh, same files need to leave Facebook and go to Instagram. So if you're posting a picture on Facebook, you want to take your avatar across, go to Instagram, post it there. Uh, you want to visit with your friends uh, and watch videos on TikTok. You need to be able to do all that stuff across each platform uh, as yourself uh, with no identity theft uh, actually uh, um, occurring. Uh, whether you uh, are using a pseudonym or whether you are remaining anonymous uh, as you transfer from platform to platform. So companies that are currently active in digital identity uh, now may both help set the metaverse's standards and be able to offer a necessary service. So digital identities uh, may also be central to permitted data collection and data governance in the decentralized environments. So your digital identity may may carry with it uh, something, uh, you know, like, hey, uh, you can collect this kind of data, but not this kind of data. Uh, or uh, you can leave yourself completely open and become a data mining machine, uh, you know, and get paid for it, perhaps, or et cetera. Or, uh, you know, I mean, the, the, the possibilities of, of, of using and controlling your digital assets are, are endless. Uh, the scarier part is uh, um, something like, you know, uh, social, social credit scores or something like that. Uh, if you watch any of like the black... Uh, Black Mirror episodes or uh, are aware of what's going on with in China uh, with current social social identity scores. Um, that is something that that is scary. So having control over how much of your identity is shared, how your data is collected is going to be a big thing in the metaverse, especially if it's going to maintain a true decentralized uh, experience for its for its users. So um, and then uh, we have the sixth and most important uh, shared uh, shared component of the metaverse, and that's the actual experience, right? Uh, the experience. Uh, what's what's uh, the shared, persistent, and immersive uh, 3D digital world uh, going to offer? Uh, what are the unique experiences based on its own aesthetics? Uh, what are its beliefs, ideals? Uh, what are the tastes as expressed in the individual choices? Uh, what are the trends? Uh, for for user experience, um, uh, one of the I'll, I'll tell you right now that like one of the trends that's that's currently becoming uh, very clear is uh, in games and and VR uh, AR environments. So uh, you can definitely see metaverse uh, metaverse uh, components in all of those. The way that they run their digital economies for purchasing skins, uh, for becoming immersed in the environment, uh, all of these things are 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 at the forefront 
uh, in VR and gaming. So companies that create trusted metaverse experiences uh, and protect privacy rights uh, may find that they are going to win consumer loyalty in the long run, while those that stay on top of metaverse trends uh, may be well-placed to forecast consumer preferences and behaviors in the future. So there's uh, an, another component to to all of this, uh, which is the final component, and I would call it I would call the final component persistence. So uh, a true metaverse should reflect in real time the changes made in it by different participants uh, entering and leaving it in different ways, in different places, at different times. When you take your metaverse headset off, the metaverse and the other participants will continue their activities uninterrupted with, uh, for example, smart contracts, enforcing agreements and trading assets will continue to go on even after you've taken off your headset. Your friends that were playing in that game will continue to play even though you are no longer there. So this persistence will likely require a new approach to digital assets uh, and activities as well, including services and applications that are portable, uh, dynamically configurable, uh, and extensible. So so what are some ways uh, that we can start preparing for the metaverse era? Well, let me get a sip of my coffee here. And uh, I've prepared six ways that we can prepare for the new metaverse uh, era. And this will be uh, covered for churches and for businesses as well. Give me one second. I got to take a quick sip of coffee. There's been a pretty long podcast here. All right. So. Six ways to start preparing for the metaverse in this era. Since no true uh, metaverse exists yet, but many of its concepts are already business relevant uh, and church relevant as well. Uh, many companies and churches would benefit from taking six measured actions right away. The first three focus on opportunities and use cases uh, available today. Uh, so these will be scenarios that you could use. Uh, the next three will help build the capabilities that will support you in the future and support metaverse success uh, for tomorrow as well. So near-term actions, the first three things that you can do is you can, number one, get up to speed. So most companies and churches, even many technology companies, lack institutional familiarity with the metaverse's concepts, which are evolving super-duper quickly. Uh, many, many may also lack the skills and processes to understand and trust their digital transactions and investments. So assign at least one resource or source of knowledge, uh, such as a group, to understand key concepts such as cryptocurrencies and decentralized autonomous organizations and their relevance to your company or church and to follow the metaverse as it evolves. Uh, so this is something that a church uh, or business organization uh, can do right away. Uh, uh, at your at your your staff meetings, get up to speed. Have somebody assign somebody, make somebody, or change the person every single week, and be like, "Hey, next week when we meet at staff meeting, you are going to bring us some information about what organizations such as ours are currently doing in the metaverse." What a great way to number one extend your staff meeting with some new, fresh. Con content, uh, something new for people to get excited about and talk about other than the same old stale stuff. And at the same time, 
you'll be getting up to speed. Your company will actually be doing something to progress towards the metaverse as it as it uh, starts to progress. So the number two thing that churches and businesses can do uh, to to get a grasp on the metaverse is to develop a strategy. Uh, so identify gaps to close uh, uh and find long-term opportunities uh, to build from the metaverse and its key concepts. So uh, then uh, on work on foundational measures. So uh, a lot of companies and churches, for example, will likely benefit from recruiting digital native employees uh, already at home with the uh, metaverse's key concepts, as well as technical measures such as making services ext extensible, uh, developing plans for security and identity, and publishing application uh, programming interfaces, APIs to core systems uh, so that others can connect. So uh, so basically, start to find a strategy. How, how is it that you want to connect? Uh, if you're a church, what do you want to do? Do you want to try this in children's ministry? Do you want to try this uh, as, a, as a small group uh, type of scenario? Uh, but start to develop a strategy of how you're going to use your metaverse presence uh, and then begin to work uh, towards those, those strategies uh, little by little. Uh, and then the number three thing that, that companies and churches can, can obviously do uh, to get a grasp on the metaverse is to simply test the waters. So uh, select a few opportunities that are available within the metaverse's underlying trends today. Uh, lower risk case uh, scenarios include selling digital versions of physical goods, offering virtual tours of, of virtual products or facilities, uh, and launching NFTs to enhance brand awareness uh, and connections to customers. So companies may also wish to consider buying or leasing digital real estate for sale advertising, customer support. Uh, digital real estate is likely a higher risk option, by the way, uh, since no individual digital worlds have yet proved that they will have lasting relevance. Uh, but it may be a reasonable choice for some companies to consider uh, as long-term strategies anyways. So uh, in addition to that, uh, I would say that, that, uh, that once you begin to test the waters, um, you know, uh, in whatever way that you do it as a business, uh, or as a church, uh, then it becomes a lot easier to expand your presence from there, especially if number three and number two are working together, the team that develops the strategy, uh, and the team that deploys, uh, the testing, the waters, uh, if those two are, are connecting constantly that can constantly be, be talking uh, and you can constantly be strategizing about how you will seamlessly uh, uh, prepare these experiences uh, that marry real world uh, with the digital world uh, for your churchgoers or for your customers uh, in, in, uh, in, you know, in the business, in, in real world brick and mortar type of scenarios. So um, I, I, I guess for long term foundations, uh, the next three points uh, will be, uh, number one, uh, over the long term, uh, what, the fourth uh, or, f or yeah, I'll just call it the fourth point. Uh, the fourth point that we can do is is to focus on, on trust. So the metaverse and its currently existing components offer new challenges for cybersecurity, privacy rights, regulatory compliance, brand reputation, uh, and anti-fraud efforts. So companies 
companies should, uh, for example, consider security at the services level so that no matter where your asset goes, security is maintained. Uh, to be able to foster trust amongst consumers, shareholders, regulators, and other stakeholders, uh, you know, companies and organizations should communicate early uh, what to expect from your metaverse initiatives uh, and how you will mitigate the potential risks of the space. So blockchain and AI, for example, can in some cases automate the authentication of identity, assets, transaction and contracts. So we're already like pretty much there. But how will your church or organization use the blockchain and AI technology that's currently available to mitigate these risks uh, and also focus on trust? So uh, point number five, uh, rethink core competencies. So uh, what offers competitive advantage in a shared decentralized digital environment may be different from what you have today. Uh, you may need upskilling and recruiting to close skills gaps as well as new approaches to data and business relationships. If, for example, your digital strategy is based on owning a digital platform, you will likely need to accelerate your services and security infrastructure. If you're working with a platform, uh, assessing how ready they are uh, to, to, to manage uh, your security and that kind of stuff is, is one of the keys. Uh, and also make sure that, that you can take your data with you. If you switch providers at any of these times, you should be able to take your data with you. Uh, in the cryptocurrency world, we say not your keys, not your crypto. The same is with data as you move metaverse spaces. So if you're not taking your data with you, uh, then you weren't in a true decentralized experience. So uh, number six, and finally here, I would say align your physical and your digital. This is for businesses and churches. If you have added or plan on adding digital services and or assets to your portfolio, drive for a consistent brand experience across both the physical and digital constructs. Just as your web presence needs to match your physical location and experience, so must your metaverse experience. In the example of a church, you do not want a church that is located in a warehouse uh, and provides a come-as-you-go experience, uh, casual jeans, coffee, beards, that kind of thing, uh, you know, if that's who you are in the real world, you do not want your metaverse experience to be the Starship Enterprise with Klingons and aliens and stuff like that. It just doesn't match who you are. So you want to align your physical and your digital. This is very, very important uh, as brands become uh, conscious and begin to use uh, the metaverse. So um, I, gu I guess different types of metaverse use uh, case scenarios uh, for businesses and churches, um, I guess uh, I'm going to give you four different kinds. So I'll give you like a basic, I'll give you emerging, I'll give you some advanced stuff, and then I'll give you like differentiated, like just like this is out of out of the, the, the this world, right? So uh, basic stage one uh, uh, metaverse, you know, uh, could be like basic applications of new technology focused on exploration, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, typically, 
uh, use case scenarios uh, developed with partners uh, and that kind of stuff. So uh, emerging stage two, uh, you'll find like applications of digital experiences that complement and connect to physical uh, or otherwise already existing digital experiences. Uh, these are things like Facebook taking it to the next level, etc. cetera. Uh, level one, what's level one metaverse? Uh, providing like a Minecraft, you know, type environment for your, for your members to be able to log into and explore maybe build some stuff or or have a presence meet some typical meeting spaces that kind of thing um, then uh, you can start leveraging uh, multiple components of the enabling technologies uh, of the metaverse uh, you know you can go to your church you could catch a service you could buy some stuff from the bookstore um, you can uh, you know um, leave donations for for youth ministry whatever you're going to do participate in programs and all of that kind of stuff this is already like emerging technology this is like where we're at now integrating all of like these experiences uh at one place or another uh then we have like you know advanced technology uh which will come into like digital native experiences that leverage uh multiple components of enabling technologies of the metaverse and create multi-user experiences um transactions that represent the beginning of a customer experience that builds uh you know lifetime loyalty uh creating network effects through communities um that's all like advanced stuff uh uses for for the metaverse um, and then uh, at the stage four uh, in the future, we'll have differentiated lines, right? So multiple business lines that are innovating across multiple aspects of the metaverse, enabling technologies uh, and providing uh, complementary economies of scale. So uh, connected across multiple metaverses, ecosystems, while still maintaining competitive edge on experience and technical superiority. All of that sounds like a lot of like technical blah, 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 blah. blah. And it is, but here's what it means. In the future, future, you'll be able to go to your church, catch a church service, leave there, go to Target, buy some stuff, get your groceries, buy some stuff there, uh, go catch a movie with your kids uh, who are in South Carolina while you're in Michigan. You'll be able to do all of that stuff from your desk uh, and, and you'll be able to do it seamlessly uh, throughout the day. Uh, so that is differentiated use. That is something that's coming in the future, uh, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, being that, that of all of these four points that I just gave you, three of them are future points and one of them is now, then why shouldn't you wait, uh, to start getting metaverse, uh, technology going and that kind of stuff, uh, for your organization? Well, uh, the six measures that I offered you earlier can offer a, a major benefit. Number one, they'll help your company even if a metaverse based on web 3.0 architecture never becomes a reality. Uh, Many of the key concepts that, that would underlie a true metaverse are already maturing quickly. Innovation is currently accelerating to transform the digital economy, uh, enhance interoperability for digital environments, uh, create digital identities that consumers and organizations can fully own, set rules, uh, new rules uh, for governance, create more immersive digital experiences, and make these experiences more persistent. Uh, 
however, the metaverse uh, evolves. Uh, the trends that we're talking about are real uh, currently. They're real right now. So getting started early can help make sure that your company isn't left behind. Uh, we're already seeing the beginnings of a new digital world, uh, basically, and it's time for you and your company to chart your course in it. And one of the best ways to chart your course for the future is to look at what the future is going to bring. Uh, whether you're running a business, whether you're running a church, uh, one of the things that is uh, key and true is that the metaverse is here to stay. And if you plan on attracting the younger generation that is currently immersed and living in the metaverse, then the only way you're going to do this is by meeting the younger generations where they currently are. And where are the, the younger generations? Well, they're in the metaverse. Remember as they were growing up and everybody was saying, I can't get my kid off of the tablet. I can't get my kid to stop playing video games. Well, that's, they were laying the foundations for the metaverse back then. And now the metaverse is here. And now those kids that played video games are running the world. So if you want to start joining in and capturing this enormous uh, demographic of, of economic power, then what you have to do is you have to join them where they're at and where they're at is in the metaverse. So that's going to leave me for today. I've given you lots and lots to think about here. Um, hopefully you've, you, you'll take this opportunity to at least uh, take the first three points that I pointed out uh, and start putting these into play for for your organization. Uh, you might want to start, you know, just getting a grasp on it, uh, becoming becoming educated, right? Uh, get up to speed uh, on on the metaverse. Uh, you might want to start developing a strategy uh, as to how you're going to deal with the metaverse in the future uh, when people want to start, you know, going to service strictly from home and that kind of stuff. And maybe you'll start testing the waters. Uh, maybe you'll start with like hosting little small groups if you're a church or you start by, by providing a customer waiting room uh, where your customers can log in uh, and set themselves up to wait for services at your tire chain shop or whatever via the metaverse all of these are great ways to get started uh, all of these are great ways to 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 immerse yourself in the metaverse and at the same time offer new experiences for your customers that will also provide new life to your organization might increase those numbers uh, as well uh, as you provide some novel uh, and obviously cutting edge technology for your customers all right guys enough of that hopefully that covered some of the metaverse for you until we meet again here at tales of the cryptocurrency if you don't do anything else until we meet again just buy the freaking dip all right guys have a great week uh and i'll catch up with you next week next week i'm going to cover uh some more stuff on the metaverse but i also want to cover some of the exciting things that are going on at meta hedge so uh catch me for next week's episode of the tales from the cryptocurrency where i will talk about um meta hedge uh the exchange that's being built um consumer loans uh collateralizing your current crypto uh, we'll talk about all that stuff we'll also also talk about some digital assets uh, that we currently hold and etc. All right, guys, take care. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.